Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. Our 30 minutes of time that we are together with you, we're going to be providing insights and tools and actionable strategies and best practices that will help you to change your mindset and master your success. And without further ado, I wanted to get started with today's episode where we're going to be talking about toxic leadership. And throughout the time that I've been doing this podcast, I provide insights on engagement, on learning, on leadership, on diversity, equity, inclusion, on ways to equip your people to embrace and manage change. And I'm always talking about ways that you can become a better leader and ways that you can build a better community and ways in which you can bring people over to your side and you can get people fired up about doing something new and ways you can get them to think differently about situations and circumstances but i had a conversation with someone and i've actually been a part of a number of organizations and groups where this is the case and in spite of everything that we talk about in spite of everything that we know about what makes a good leader and what creates really great communities what happens if you have toxic leadership and it's not the people in you know, the organization. It's not the people on the team. It's the person or the people who are heading up and leading the organization that are toxic. And, and the way that you can determine whether or not you are actually the victim of toxic leadership is if you have a situation where there is high turnover. You cannot seem to keep good people at all. If there's really low morale, people don't feel like they have a voice. They don't speak up when there are opportunities to do so. They pretty much disengage as soon as possible. And if they are present, they're just doing what they have to do and keeping their head down. They're not going above and beyond. You also have missed benchmarks where sometimes the goals that you set are not being met. There's Frequently, you have to change plans, you have to regroup, you have to think about things in a different way because you didn't really have clear direction. You didn't really have a clear sense of everyone is on board and that you have the support that you need in order to get things done. You may seem that there's a confusion in the message where they may say one thing publicly, but their actions within the group behind closed doors is something entirely different. You also have stalled revenue generation. There's really no success. You can't seem to really get momentum going in terms of reaching the goals that you know you can reach, even if you still might be making money because there may be an instance of fear or a fear of retaliation or reprisal if people are not doing what they should be doing. You may have a lack of innovation. People are not going to be creative when they feel that they're not going to be appreciated, when they feel that everything is so dysfunctional that there is no way that they would give their best to this organization or this team because they don't think it's going to go anywhere. There's no clear path. Like I said, um, there's low morale. There's widespread confusion. And you find yourself feeling drained just by being a part of the organization and all you're doing is biding your time 
until you can move on or until someone new comes in. That is toxic leadership. And toxic leadership is something that sometimes you can't necessarily change because, hey, if your CEO is toxic or your COO is toxic or your regional supervisor is toxic, it takes a long time. It takes some buildup of, you know, um, documentation and proof that things are not working well and having going through the performance Im improvement plan cycle in order to make sure that they're addressing any issues. So it may take a while for you to be able to get rid of or replace someone who is exhibiting signs of toxic leadership. But even though it's going to take a while to get them out, you still have to deal with it. You still have to do your job. You are still required to show up each and every day. And so what do you do if the leadership is toxic? How do you adjust? How do you adapt? How do you navigate change, especially now? We're dealing with a global pandemic and COVID-19 still. We're experiencing some spikes in cases. There are probably going to be more restrictions going on, not to mention the fact that there is complete chaos when it comes to dealing with issues of systemic racism, societal justice, there are natural disasters going on. People are trying to figure out how to adjust to being at home during a pandemic, trying to work. Then there are all of these other things that you still have to figure out. You have to figure out how to pivot. You have to figure out how to adjust to your clientele, to the market. There are so many things that you still have to show up and do. And you really don't want toxic leadership to be something that you have to deal with. But here we are. So what do you do? First of all, I want you to think about a scenario where you have, you're a part of a team, you're actually a part of the leadership committee um, within an organization. And the leader has taken it upon himself or herself to Talk about the fact that we're all going to plan together. We're all going to come together and you are going to be in charge of your specific division or your specific aspect of this project. You're going to be able to lead it. You're going to be able to brainstorm, be creative, bring people along and let us know what you need because we're here to support you and we all are working together for the same goal. That was the message that you were given when you first came on. And so you start so enthusiastic and so excited about a new start, a new beginning, a way that you can, a place where you can finally flex your muscles and show up fully and wholly and authentically as yourself. And so when you first start, you have these great ideas and you're sharing them with the group, but your leader always finds a way that it can't be done. Or You'll have a meeting, you'll discuss it, everything is great, everybody's on board, and then the next thing you know, when you come back, there's changes. Or your leader just decides, you know what, I think I'm going to take this matter into my own hands because it's taking too long, so here's the outline, here's the schedule, here's what we're going to do, and here's how we're going to change this. No discussion, no input, just basically saying this is how it's going to be done, my way or the highway. And when you bring up new initiatives, when you bring up opportunities to, um, to, to deal with societal issues or to deal with issues within your own company regarding culture, 
and, um, and diversity and equity and inclusion and building a, a place where people feel comfortable and people feel energized and, and people's needs are being met. But every time you do, it's shot down. Or instead of being directly shot down, a decision is delayed until it is no longer relevant. So now what? Now what do you do? You have a toxic leader. And so how do you deal with that? What do you do? How do you shift things in your favor so that you can love your job, you can love your position, you can give 110% or, you know, in these days, maybe 57%. But in, in any case, you still feel energized being a part of this organization, being a part of this team. So I'm gonna give you three things that I want you to think about when it comes to how to deal with a toxic leader. Number one, you need to start documenting everything. And by documenting everything, I'm not saying that you're documenting it as a gotcha kind of moment. I'm saying you're documenting it in your correspondence. So for instance, if you have an idea, you had a meeting, there was an idea that you came up with as far as how you want to approach a particular project or a particular initiative, and you share it with the rest of the team, and everybody seems gung-ho on it, but then the leader says, nah, I don't think we're doing it that way. Well, if you've done your research, if you're an expert in your field, if you are the person who is, who is best suited to do this, follow up with an email. As per our discussion today, as per, you know, I was very excited to present um, the ideas that we had and the brainstorming session was great. And as a result, here are the things that we discussed. Here are the action items. These are the things and the ways in which we're going to be moving forward. And if they said no, if they said they don't think so, if they said they may want to move in another direction, create something that shows them that you're committed. Because a lot of times with toxic leaders, they don't want to necessarily be bogged down in the weeds of doing too many things. They don't want to add something that they feel is actually going to be on their plate instead of your plate. So a lot of times they, they dismiss things because they don't see it as being important and because they don't see having the bandwidth to deal with that, the resources to allocate for that, the people that they're going to have to dedicate to that. So document by sending an email and outlining a plan of what you plan to do, of how what you're doing is going to be beneficial. Make sure that you are making the case for why it needs to be done and how it's going to get done so that there are metrics and ways to hold yourself accountable, but also understanding that this is letting your leader know that you have thought through every aspect of this plan. It is not gonna be anything that they have to do. It's not gonna be anything that they have to babysit because you have it covered. So document everything. Send them a report, send them an outline, create an opportunity out of something that they said no for. That's number one. Number two, gain other people's support. Now I'm not talking about staging a coup and getting your boss fired. I am saying, what about getting the support of other people? Because a lot of times, believe it or not, individual people do not want to speak out because they don't want to be the only one. 
They don't want to feel as if there may be some repercussions. They don't want to feel as if they're out there on their own on an island. But if you build consensus, if you get other people on board, if you get pledges of commitment to action and support and resources and what role are people going to play in the plan that you've documented and submitted over to your, to your, your leader, how can you show that this is pretty much a done deal? It's a matter of a formality. We've got this. You can believe in us. Gain consensus. Bring together a group of people that are going to be supportive. Bring together a group of people that are going to work on these things with you and alongside you because then the burden is a lot less if it's spread among several people. So you cannot just say, here's my plan and I'm going to do it all myself and I'm going to be a one-woman show or a one-man show. It doesn't work that way. Toxic leaders don't believe in the power of one. Toxic leaders think that things need to be done the way they say do it because they're making it immune, let's say, to other people's influences. So you have to show that you have support and you have to show that your idea and your proposal is going to work and you have to show that you know what you're talking about. So document everything to get consensus. Your consensus is also built in not bringing people together to turn against your boss, but bringing people together in such a way that they are willing to support and participate fully in the transformation process of change. And the third thing that I want you to think about is when you're looking at documenting everything and, and making sure that all your ideas are down on paper, you're also looking at building consensus by going in and talking to other people and, and getting them to be a part of this. The third thing that I need you to do is I need you to see this leader's actions from their perspective. And what I mean by that is nobody seeks out or starts out and says, you know what, I'm going to be a horrible leader. I'm going to have horrible engagement. I'm going to have difficulty keeping people. There's going to be a revolving door coming through here of people who are leaving just as fast as they got in. Nobody says that. Nobody starts off by saying, I want to suck. Nobody does that. So look at your leader from their perspective. Look at it from fresh eyes. What's their motivation? Do they have any? Have they been in the same position far too long? Are there mitigating circumstances and other underlying stresses that you don't know anything about? What is it about this person that makes them either equipped to be a leader, because you have to find some good things in them, and what are the areas, where are the areas that they need some assistance? Where are the areas that they need some guidance? Where are the areas that they need support? Because sometimes toxic leaders are toxic because they're just overwhelmed. They don't understand the amount of time and effort that it takes to be a really, really, really great leader. And so they, they try to take a shortcut. They may not have been completely prepared. They may not have done their research in terms of who you are, what you need, the direction that your organization wants to go in. So think of it from their perspective, because if you are running a top-notch organization, 
If you are in a leadership position where you have other people working under you, you are going to feel the pressure. You're going to feel the crunch. And a lot of ways in which people deal with it is to become very authoritative. It's my way or the highway. I'm going to make these decisions because we don't have time for this. And there are so many other things that we need to check off. So part of your job as part of the team is to be able to see things from that leader's perspective. See them as being human. See them as having their differences and their flaws and see their gifts and talents and abilities. Look at them as other people look at you. Not to say that you're not going to hold them accountable. Not to say that you are dismissing any of the things that they do which undermine your self, uh, undermine your, your direction. Instead, look at it from the point of view of what can I do to make this better? Getting in the mind of a leader, especially one that's toxic, is so key. We have to understand what people are thinking and how people are thinking. Maybe what they're doing is a response to stress. Maybe there's other things going on in their, in their home life that we don't know about. Maybe they have a health scare. Maybe there are other personal things with their kids or their spouse or their relatives or their mom. We don't know. And so we don't want to fall prey to the same types of behaviors that we don't like with toxic leadership and start exhibiting those types of behaviors ourselves. We don't want to be judgmental. We don't want to you know, put people down. We don't want to dismiss people's uh, contributions. We don't want to create a... Uh, an environment where people are afraid of doing anything or saying anything different. So with all of that being said, look at it from their perspective. Try to find out what the missing link is. Find out the root cause of all of this. Sometimes people are just taught how to be leaders in the wrong way. So if they're taught in the wrong way, then what are they gonna exhibit? Whatever you put in is what comes out. We have learned so much during this global pandemic. We have learned so much about the structure and the infrastructure of our organizations. We have learned about what it means to be at home while you are in the midst of a global pandemic. We have seen what it's like to have to pivot immediately and the things that you were offering before are no longer available. So there are so many opportunities for us to look at this in a way that is going to serve both the people in the organization and the leader at the top of the organization. So. Yes, you're going to be the bigger person. Yes, you are going to go the extra mile. Yes, you are going to be dedicated to finding solutions to the issues that people come up with. And part of the reason why I always say that we need to find uh, solutions instead of focusing on the problem is because finding solutions means that you're being open. It means that you are uh, presenting something that is worthwhile 
and that it's not about who gets the credit. It's not about who is positioning so, themselves for, for a promotion. It's not about people paying lip service to change. All of this is the reason why we do what we do. We want to make things better. And because we want to make things better, we go above and beyond to look at all aspects of who we are. And so when we do that, we need to start thinking about how does this play out in a environment where the leadership may not always be that great. How does this look and what is it that I can do to make things better? How can I contribute in a meaningful way? What do I do to deal with people who are closed-minded or discriminatory or disconnected or apathetic? How do I deal with it based on how, how would I want to deal with it? How would I want to be treated? What would I want people to say? You use that as a baseline, as a common ground, and then start looking at options. Start looking at ways in which you can shift the tide, turn the tables, create more of a level playing field with all of you involved in it. So, what types of toxic leadership traits are you noticing in your organization? What type of toxic leadership and you know, uh, examples are you seeing within your teams? Maybe it's a committee that you volunteer for. Maybe it's the nonprofit you do work for. Maybe it's a professional organization. Whatever it is, what are you noticing? How is this impacting the work that you're doing? How is this impacting your relationships? We have to understand that it all starts at the top. Leadership is one of those things where if I want to make major changes, leadership is very important. If I want to create a way for people to come together, leadership is extremely important. So let's be honest. We want to create a culture and an atmosphere of accountability, but that means we have to be accountable for something. We have to set our own goals. We have to talk through the process with other people and then present a united front where all of your people understand what's at stake. They all buy into the biggest, the bigger picture. They all are part of the general vision. So you have the tools, you have things to think about. What are you going to do? How can you, being in the position that you're in, understanding the nature of toxic leadership, understanding that there are certain things that have to go. But if it turns out that the thing that has to go is the thing that's your favorite, the thing that has to go is all of your video games, the things that have to go are things like that, and they don't look at favoritism. So what are you doing? What resonates with you? What are the ways in which 
you want to stand out. That's the key. What do you think? What are you going to do as a result? So I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that this has helped you to see um, ways in which you can start to take some ownership and some control and to be able to turn things around within your organization. Um, I hope that you, that you view this as a way of validating that, yeah, you're not crazy. There are toxic leaders in my organization and, and there are things that I don't know how to approach because my leadership does not want to be innovative. They don't want to be direct. They don't want to rock the boat. So I hope this has helped you to think about things from a different perspective and in a different light. Because bottom line is, change is a marathon, not a sprint. And change begins with a catalyst, the catalyst event. And based on that, we enter into the shift of transformation where we're able to see others for who they are. And we're able to see ourselves and to grow and to develop as a result. So if you need some assistance with working on creating less toxic environments for your organization or your team, uh, to creating additional opportunities for learning and growth and development, to being able to assist others who are going through the same thing, to looking at your organization or your employee resource group and realizing that you have missed a huge chunk of what they need just by focusing on the fact that, hey, we should just celebrate the fact that you're here, which for most people isn't enough. So if you need some assistance, if you need some guidance on what to do next, I invite you, I implore you, I encourage you to visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. On it, I will have a link to my Cars Academy, the online on-demand learning center that is kicking off and where we will have a variety of options for you. You can participate in live sessions that are really tailored to being working sessions. These are tailored to you, you know, going out and, 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 and deciding what it is you want to focus on. And then over the summer, you know, things happen. So I want you to take the initiative, contact me, visit my website, contact me. If you want training, if you want learning sessions, development, if you need additional options and opportunities to model good leadership behavior. If you need those things, contact me. Let us work with your organization to create a plan and a strategy. So, visit our website, contact me, reach out, let me assist you in creating a plan that is going to work for you and for your organization specifically not something that's cookie cutter not something that you pull off a shelf but something that works specifically with your organization to assist you in creating an environment that is engaging that is 
an opportunity for community building that that cherishes and supports learning and growth and development that is diverse and equitable and inclusive. Let's work together to create that. Contact me, cartersgroup.com is my website. Um, you can also email me from there. Um, I am on all the social media channels, except for Pinterest and Snapchat and TikTok. But you can find me, follow me, send me a message. Let's sit down and come up with a plan to rescue your organization and turn things around in spite of the toxic leadership that you may be exhibiting, that you may, you may be a victim of as well. Because one thing that I know, people who are craving success, people who want to see things work out well, those people are not far and few in between. But there is something else that you need. You absolutely cannot do this by yourself. So please reach out to me. I am so excited about the possibility of working with you. I am so excited about the opportunity to get to know you better. And I am really, really, really excited about the prospect of creating opportunities for you to be safe, for you to navigate and embrace change, for you to turn things around. I hope this has been helpful. My name is Keisha A. Rivers, President, Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.